A lot can happen in the next three years. Like a chatbot may be your new best friend. But what won't change? Needing health insurance. United Healthcare Tri-Term Medical Plans are available for these changing times. Underwritten by Golden Rule Insurance Company, they offer budget-friendly, flexible coverage for people who are in between jobs or missed open enrollment. The plans last nearly three years in some states, with access to a nationwide network of doctors and hospitals. So for whatever tomorrow brings, United Healthcare Tri-Term Medical Plans may be for you. Learn more at UH1.com. In the spirit of reconciliation, the Swapcast acknowledges the traditional custodians of country throughout Australia and their connections to land, sea and community. We pay our respect to the Elders, past and present, and extend that respect to all Aboriginal and Torrent Strait Islander peoples today. Hey guys, just a quick note before we start the episode. Apparently, we at the Swapcast Podcast just can't get our James Bond trivia correct. So last week we actually didn't realize that Jane Seymour was a Bond girl um, when Lucy mentioned that she thought she should be. And this week, it was my turn to screw up. And I say that Rosamund Pike's Bond movie was The World Is Not Enough when it was, in fact, Die Another Day. Stupid mistake on my part. Um, completely different movies. So apologies to any James Bond diehard fans out there. Um, and enjoy the episode. We're talking again. Our bodies were made. Two boys. Two boys. Two white. And back again. Welcome to the Swapcast Podcast, the world's only podcast dedicated to body swap movies. I'm your host, Paul Mitzi, and with me we have... Lucy Thomas. And... Brendan Levi. In today's episode, we'll be breaking down the 2009 science fiction film Surrogates, starring Bruce Willis, Rosamund Pike, Ryder Mitchell, and Ving Rhames, where in a futuristic 2017, humans don't leave their house and instead live through robot avatars called surrogates until a weapon services that can destroy the surrogates and instantly kill the human operating them. But before we get into that, just a reminder that we absolutely love hearing from our listeners and we welcome film suggestions for future episodes. So please reach out to us on Twitter or Instagram, send us an email at theswapcastpodcast at gmail.com. And if you want to support our show, reviewing us is the best way possible. So to say thank you, if we reach 100 star ratings on iTunes and Spotify, we will finally fulfill our fans' most common requests to review Face Off. So, on to surrogates. This is the fourth futuristic sci-fi flick that we have covered on the show, and all four have used the concept of body swapping and technology. We've had body swapping to cheat death by swapping into younger bodies, body swapping as a convenient way to travel, body swapping as a way for a building to have sex with you, And now surrogates, where body swapping (laughs) is used in order to never have to leave your house and always look pretty. Which of these films do you think has the most appealing body swapping technology that you could see making its way into our everyday lives? Okay, I'm not advocating for the movie at all. (laughs) But when we did Exchange and there was that thing where you could swap bodies with a trainer and they would work your body out for you, I'm Mm -hmm. so behind that. I would invest (laughs) in that GoFundMe um, and I would do anything to have that (laughs) workability. Yes. But what about the fact that it's your body and that it also means that 
you know, when you go on a business trip, instead of taking a plane, you have to be in the body of some weirdo. Oh, I wouldn't do that bit. Just the trainer. That's just the it. training. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> but like the selfless one was pretty good, right? Although wasn't the person still living inside you? Yeah, so it was bad. It was a bit more like, oh, I don't want to spoil other movies. Um, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> no, yeah. I uh, I think this one's... Nah, I'd, st- I'd still go with the selfless one. Like, they they knew what's up when they signed up for the, for the plan. <laughs> I would so feel you- really good about myself because I was like, you know, paying for someone's, uh, you know, cancerous father to... You know, pay for their daughters, whatever. I can't remember what happened. He to sacrificed his, like, he gave his life to, he gave his body. Like, it, it was immoral <laughs> what they did. Yeah, you just want- But he was you, a willing You just participant. advocated for the most morally <laughs> horrible out of all of these. Yeah, although my thing was just vain. You're just a bad person. <laughs> I have to say, like- this is the movie out of those four movies that I've mentioned. This is the one with, I guess, the most parallels to our everyday life. I think you can very much see yeah, sure, this, the <laughs> the whole using a robot avatar thing is very pretty much just like a literal interpretation of what of we do on social media completely. every day. Yeah, there were lots um, of things about this movie that felt really like topical like yeah even just the whole bruce willis thing like yeah yeah and also the fact that it's about like a society where everybody doesn't want to leave their house yeah completely Uh (laughs) yeah absolutely it's really weird but it's funny like obviously this film has a lot of interesting ideas and a lot of themes that are super relevant to our lives but it was kind of shit anyway. <laughs> well, <laughs> I think- definitely- Yeah, go, Brandon. I was going to say, if this came out today, I would say it was, like, really on the nose, the point they were trying to make, whereas- <laughs> Yeah. Um, how many years ago was this? 2009. 2009? I feel like they were sort of on top of something. But it- I remember seeing it when it came out, and I still was not impressed, so- it- <laughs> <laughs> Did it hit differently this time then, or- Uh- well, I, I think you, you guys were talking about, like, the the staying in the home, the avatar, and how that relates to us presenting ourselves online. What I really thought of was, like, this push from, like, meta and stuff like that to build the the multiverse, I mean, the, the metaverse, metaverse, and yeah. um, this, you know, real push to, like, have this avatar that we represents us online in a physical form or a 3D form anyway. Um but nobody actually wants it, so... Yes, so <laughs> yeah. weird. Yeah, whereas in this film, everybody wants it. Everybody wants to just stay at home and let the robot live their lives, like, or live their lives through a robot. I was trying to think, like, if I ended up in this world, would I be one of the people that's, like, fully willing to go with the robot world, or would I be one of these people that, like... like the dissenters. Rally- yeah, that rallies against it and refuses to live through a robot. I don't know. Like, <laughs> I don't know. I think it'd be I'd, somewhere I, in the middle. It's like sometimes I like using the Instagram story filters, but not all the time. <laughs> <laughs> well, it's funny, like how the characters in this film, when they're the robots, actually looks like they actually look like Instagram filters. I wrote that down. It's like Instagram filters have come to life, like really smoothed out faces and yeah, it was really yeah. weird. Yeah, yeah. The uh the technology at the time to do this de aging was just <laughs> a bit on the curve. <laughs> yeah. 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 <laughs> 
Yeah, um, Bruce Willis de-aged was janky as fuck. Like, yeah. <laughs> and we need yeah. to get- We gave him, like, in- the tiniest little mouth. Yeah. <laughs> we need to get into Hot or Not for this, but it's like, you don't need to do that to Bruce Willis. Like, I didn't come out of this film totally hating it, and I think there was there was things to appreciate. This is what I was going to say before. There's definitely something here. Like, we've watched a few of these films that are the same, like, I kept thinking of Exchange. Mm-hmm. Um, there's definitely something to this kind of swap and this genre. And it's like, I feel like we haven't seen the one yet, but I feel like there'll be like a really good one. And these are all just paving the way. They're trying their best, but they're just not quite hidden right. I think we all agree. Like, it's an interesting concept, but yeah. I, st- I still maintain that they didn't, they didn't really know or, or do anything and, or at least enough with it because, you know, there's that opening scroll where they, you know, like, sorry, not a scroll, where they do the- Like, news footage news showing footage, how it got to this point. Which yeah. is a scroll. It's it's like an expedition yeah. dump, but they're pretending like they're which telling I it love. in an I way. love knowing all the rules and understanding all the stuff. <laughs> I love it. I'm like, give me all the info and then let me go on the ride. <laughs> <laughs> but, like, the things they were saying, like, that it was- what crime crime was down i didn't get why crime would be down if you because they already established that you could have like base models and then you could have like superior models so people there were still the haves and the have-nots but and i mean then, like nobody could murder you because you weren't out in the world yeah but murder is one kind of crime and they said crime was down 99 percent. so which means <laughs> that all crime was down that i had the same problem i was like why, like, now everybody's got these super strong robot buddies. Wouldn't, like, theft be going up, not down? Yeah, that's the other thing. Everyone's got, like, super atomic power strength, and I'd be like, oh, wouldn't we well, see, like, just crazy cool bank it, guys. <laughs> All right, well, it's how come 99%. discrimination was ne- nearly gone? Why was discrimination almost absent from this universe? Like, yeah, that made no on. sense. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. And there was, yeah, there was a lot of those details. I feel like a, a smarter film would have really explored what it was like to be in the surrogate. Mm. And you didn't really get any of the details down. Like at one point, Bruce Willis's wife, played by Rosamund Pike, they you see them having their like morning routines, and she was the robot. Her in the robot was making herself a coffee. Mm. Is yeah. That, so they can have what, coffee. <laughs> they can have coffee, like. But they're filled like, up with green goo, which, what is that? Why in the movies <laughs> do like robots always have that or whatever? It's like, yeah. what, what would that be? Because like otherwise, you see all their gears <laughs> yeah. and stuff grinding. It's like lubricant. Yeah. yeah. But- okay. Well, I just thought that any moisture would have like made it break down. Now it's like pistons in that. <laughs> yeah. Okay. Sure. <laughs> <laughs> but it's like if you're in the robot. So when you're when you're in the robot, you're actually on the bed with like VR goggles on your head, and you're controlling it with your mind. But then, like. If you need to get up and do something with your real body- Because you still have to take a piss when you feel like taking a piss. So, it's like, wouldn't the real body want coffee as well? Or do you get- do you get the coffee when the other person- No, but then the toilet thing. So, I don't know. Yeah, yeah, it's not like they, like, stick a tube down their throat where, like, a slurry is, like, administered. Yeah, Yeah, and, and she was taking, like, depression pills and stuff with her real body, not with her robot body. So, and then, yeah- and then there was like I a assume scene. the coffee cups, you know, like um, how like <laughs> really Bar- on the coffee, aren't we? <laughs> like Barbie has like or like um, 
like fake um baby dolls how like they hold a cup or something up uh, and you see and it the liquid like, like disappears disappears yeah it's yeah. like that <laughs> it's so like it's a little just... accessories for your your dolly but but it, that <laughs> but that's the thing if that's part of the universe i would be interested in that maybe it's like there's like a psychological thing if if we in our daily routines don't have that experience of picking up a glass and drinking it, it doesn't feel like actual reality so they have to mimic that or something give us some like Give us the details of living this surrogate life. Yeah, I wanted to know how, like, uh, interconnected you are with this thing because I I really didn't understand why he was having, like, this huge anxiety um, walking the streets. I was like, you walk the streets every day in this meat suit that I assume uh, gives you sensations of some kind. Otherwise, why are people, you know, jacking off in them, remember? The scene where they're all jacking off? Oh, the the giant- electric dildo that they were like zapping each other with. Yeah, I was yeah. going to ask, that was like a bong, <laughs> like a body bong, like, but they would like put it up to their face, yeah, like so not that, their yeah. mouth, or like put it on their leg. It obviously messed with the, uh, the like, the nervous system of the brain in some way through this, the, the suit. I don't know how, but. Yeah, but what about they at never the end go into when it. they all come out and they're in their dressing gowns and they're all like their eyes are all like adjusting to the sun it's like everyone would smell really bad <laughs> and like be all unshaven and be very d- vitamin d deficient and very pale yeah well why did bruce willis's real version of him have a goatee like what was that goatee for if nobody sees him because he's lying in a room all day it's his, and, like, co- when in does his he contract have he's like i'm not <laughs> getting rid of the goatee man <laughs> yeah. Um, you haven't done the plot yet. I double dare you to do it. <laughs> there is no way I'm fucking it. This is done in 30 seconds, but we can give it a go. All right. Um, ready? Set, go. All right. So, in the future, people use robots to live their lives, but then uh, somebody gets killed, like zapped, but uh, their real version dies, which isn't supposed to happen. So then Bruce Willis has to investigate it, realizes that the guy that got killed is the son of the guy that invented the robots, and then realizes that somebody wants to shut down all the robots. And then he realizes that person was the guy that invented the robots, um, who now regrets it. And then he uh, stops it from You're happening done. and then kills all the robots. Did I get there? <laughs> Not bad, but also I don't. I didn't take it much of what you said. I'm pretty sure if anyone listened to that, they'd be like, "What the fuck <laughs> was going on?" About? Like, do we think that like being able to say it in 30 seconds is like a good thing or a bad thing? Is it is it too convoluted? Is that what, we, what it's it's saying about the movie? It was uh, it was convoluted. Yeah, I, I don't know. Like, I think that it really has nothing to do with the quality of the film. I just made this thirty second thing <laughs> because I hate when like half the episode is trying to explain the plot. Yeah, that's that's <laughs> truly it. Yeah. Oh, so it's supposed to be helpful to our listeners. All right. Yes, yes. <laughs> they were supposed to have I've listened never. to that and then gone. <laughs> okay, I understand succinctly what this film is about, and now uh, we can keep going. Uh, you're welcome. yeah so i guess in in essence this film is a murder mystery because it's about like the the son of the creator of the surrogate robots is murdered um through his surrogate there's like a zap machine that zaps him and then when the (laughs) yeah very technical (laughs) when the robot dies then the person 
who's controlling the robot dies at the same time because it sits right through their brain. This was an issue I had was people were like, that's not supposed to happen. I was like, yeah, I sort of agree. Why is this machine able to like fry my brain? Like, because <laughs> it's very technological. <laughs> and then, and then in the last, when you find out the evil plan right at the end, it was to get the zap machine, hook it up to the FBI computer that uh, can access any surrogate, and then for some reason, having that gun connected to the computer could then zap everyone all at once. Yes, everyone in the solid. entire world. Yeah, see that that makes more sense because I feel like this, like. <laughs> I could go through a myriad of 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 little bits of this show, this movie, <laughs> and just I'm very irritated by it, like lots of little like technological things they try to do. Yeah. Um, and I will do that. So first of all, <laughs> why do you have people in surrogates? So like human beings inside robots, and then you put those robots in front of big giant screens to like. To like find faces of people. I'm pretty sure in 2009 they even had facial recognition software. Why yeah. don't I just have an algorithm on a computer find it rather than robots trying to look for faces in crowds? Like, but it wasn't was just- this movie set? It was. What time was it set in? 2017. Oh, the okay. Future of 2020, 2017. <laughs> right. I thought it was further than that, and I made a comment about how he was still using a USB, which looked very arbitrary. Well, <laughs> in in the universe of the film, it, it is because obviously they have very good cloud technology where these people can upload their everything into robots mm. that go anywhere. So, but he still has to use a USB to. T- Take something off a computer. Yeah, but then, like, the whole technology boils down to, like you said, it's, like, one computer and one thing can, like, kill everyone in the world and, like, it's guarded <laughs> by Kevin's brother from Home Alone? Like, <laughs> whoa. <laughs> that was him, right? Was it? It was Buzz. I- I'm sure of it. Buzz, uh, your girlfriend. Woof. I-, I just, like, this is the most lazy hacker character I've ever seen. It's like, <laughs> Look it up. Am I right? His name's uh, Devin Rattray, and yes, he was in Home Alone as Buzz. Wow, that's, that's him. That's like my superpower. It's my favorite thing to do is to to guess that. <laughs> he didn't age well. Well, that was that was another thing that irritated me is that um in that scene where we meet the uh, the the hacker guy Buzz the Buzz. Sorry, we meet Buzz. <laughs> That was not his name. <laughs> so Buzz was on his computer and there was a domestic violence situation and he like basically pauses the the two uh, offending robots that are beating on the other robot and the police officer is most concerned that they can they can stop robots from beating another robot whereas I was far more concerned that the police have like 100 like like constant visual access to your eyeballs and what you're looking at, what you're doing at all times. Like yeah, man. that seems to not phase anybody. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. And everybody has access to their own feed at all times. Cause at, at one point someone breaks into one of the characters houses and then just goes onto a computer and then looks at all her memories. Yeah, there was no, like, bypass system, especially for a police officer. You might think you put a, like, a, a four-digit password or something like yeah. that. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, and then he just, like, <laughs> opened another program on it, on her computer and was able to then, like, take over her robot so that he could pretend to be her. 
And who's dressing the robots? Because her robot was like <laughs> literally in the police precinct. So every day she woke up, she was like already at work when she jumped into her suit. And yeah. someone is dressing her in a new outfit each day. So there's someone whose job it is, is to go in and dress the robots for the next day. <laughs> That's really weird. <laughs> there's a lot about this universe that makes zero sense. Yeah. Like how they like take their like silicon face off in the beauty salon and then like use like angle grinders on their cheekbones of their of their skeletal <laughs> structure. Oh, that sounds good though. I could do with some of that. <laughs> <laughs> like we'll get into it in the hot or not, but what did you guys think of like obviously everybody in this world is like a beautiful like ideal version of what a person should look like. Do you guys think they did a good job of representing that with the with the cast that they got? Um I I feel like everyone was very pretty and they had like that real like hair machine lighting. Um, <laughs> <laughs> like everyone looked very well primped and clean. Yes. Like yes. but it reminds me of like where like you were saying like you, if you go onto like Instagram, if you go into like YouTube or like anywhere on the internet, you can find a million pretty same face looking people. Like I, I, I don't. Have you seen like the picture for like the new Kardashian show on on Apple? Oh, no, on Apple on uh Disney. Disney Plus. Yeah, yeah. I was looking at their faces. I'm like, oh, holy shit! They all have like the exact same face. Like well, they're all related, so that's fair. <laughs> but also, they all like made a pact. I'm sure they're like, let's all get nose jobs on three, two, one, so that they, you know, they all yeah, still yeah. did look the same. Um, but they're all just literally eyeballs and cheekbones. And there's like, I don't know. I feel like in that world, people would be far more interested. Like, I just think like that's the same with like. When you look at people, like, you find those unique parts, the- I don't know. I'm just yeah, trying to say, I, I think- No, I, completely, I think, completely. And I think the film was acknowledging that. I feel like Bruce Willis was pissed off at his wife for being the perfect robot. He missed her being all haggard and scarred. But no, like, you know, you have unique characteristics that you're not necessarily trying to uh, there's so many stories of people who thought they were unattractive as like in their high school or, or like school years and then they uh, they are all of a sudden like sex symbols and it's because they just wait what when are they when's that a thing <laughs> really you don't think that i feel like there's a lot of people who I, I don't have any examples at all. <laughs> so you really backed up your story there. So you mean some like ugly duckling shit, like they're all awkward and then they turn out to be like Emily Rachowski or whatever her name is? Well, just like if you look at like, I don't buy it. <laughs> celebrities, besides the ones who all look like the, the claymation characters, the ones who like you would call them like, you know, unique starlets or whatever, it's because they do have that je ne sais quoi, you know? They've got something unique about them, no? Like like Steve Buscemi. Yeah. <laughs> what? I'm, I'm serious. Like- Buscemi is so hot, though. I'm like, is this supposed to be a joke? Because didn't he do the catwalk recently? He did the Gucci show or whatever? Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> what a hearty. Um, I don't know. It's just like, if you're like a Hadid, you just have a lot of money and you get to get a nose job when you're 16. So, that's... You know, what a world. <laughs> I hate social media so much. I wish I could get off it. It's so bad for my brain. And I think that that's like, in the end, I think that's the moral of this film. Like, it's 
how about we look at reality instead of this like fake ass version of go and feel the sun on your face you pale ass bitch (laughs) yeah (laughs) um i'll just say like you know bruce willis is like made for these things good good on him but i mean i feel like his character changed personalities every two scenes (laughs) like it wasn't his most consistent performance I mean, I, I wouldn't say that. Like, it I re- wasn't his best, but you know, he like he is the the guy, the go to guy for this. Because one minute he was all like down and quiet and depressed, and then the next he was like wise talking, like sarcastic guy. I I don't know. I just didn't. I didn't feel like you watch Die Hard and you know. Can I just say, Paul? I am a hundred percent that person. I'm like doing the quips or whatever, and then I get home and I'm like deactivate, and I'm like. <laughs> 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 it's like the whole day has like sucked the life blood out of me <laughs> that when I'm like don't have to be on show I'm like I got nothing to say. Yeah. I've been dealing with these robots all day. I'm fed up. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> I'm just going to go and stroke my goatee in the um bathroom. I don't know. <laughs> <laughs> I missed that scene. <laughs> Because he only had a goatee in private. Maybe it was like a bit of a fetish thing. But you never thought of that, <laughs> that's an- did you? That's another thing I thought. I was like, there's so many new fetishes that would be like brought up in this in this universe. Like people doing it with the robots. Uh, I mean, can we just say that's it all it would bodies. be for? That's all it would be for. In, that's in, all? The, yeah. in the real world. Yeah. Like if this movie are- should have been called furries. Like that's all they are. They're just <laughs> People in their costumes. Well, you'll say that because you found, a, like, Brendan today sent <laughs> oh, me. A, no. He sent me a, re- a YouTube review that a fairy had done, like, in their costume. In their costume. <laughs> what? And it, and it was from this week as well. <laughs> it wasn't even an old review. For what? This movie? Yeah. <laughs> oh my god. Are you gonna like read it? Did you like dictate it? You're gonna read it out, the review? Uh no. it, I couldn't pay attention to the review. I was just too busy laughing. At the fact he did go just- he he did start it, he's like, so first off, let's talk about the fairy aspect of this film. There are <laughs> he goes, there are brief shots of dogs, maybe one or two, but they're very brief. Now let's get on to the rest <laughs> of the movie. <laughs> oh god. Do you think do you think in this world like you could be in the body of an animal. I guess they just had introduced like children, so yeah, they I, they probably didn't have the years. technology. Yeah, it's but all like, about getting it that small, I guess. Yeah, what what like this? This was my other question. Like, are people having sex with each other still? Because like, are we like when this just kill like procreation? Because everyone would only want to have sex with the robot nice versions of each other. A hundred percent. That's what should have been in that opening crawl. They should have been like. Oh, and population is down 99.9%. So, the sequel to this movie is Children of Men and No More Children Are Being Born. Because yeah. everyone's got their, like, robot suits and they're banging the yeah. nose, yeah. Yeah, though it's, like, super easy to solve because all they have to do is stop using the robot. Just go outside. <laughs> I don't know, though. That's pretty hard for some people. But and apparently then- there is, like, a huge, like, uh, particularly in the West, like, um, population issue due to mm. people not, you know. Procreating, like yeah. So they've just introduced children now. So what have they been doing in the meantime? Like, so what? The humans are all robots, and the children are all children. Children. The the kids are like 
just having to hang out with their robot mum and dad. Yeah, that's really <laughs> odd, isn't it? Yeah. yeah. Because <laughs> and there really, were no there were no chil- children there were no children movie. living on like the communes of the people who refused to associate with the robots that there just weren't any children except for that one <laughs> child who was like the robot, robot. anyway <laughs> so he was being he had all this really adult dialogue I don't know I always love characters like that like it made yeah. me think of Fred Savage Cur- in um, well, it made me Dunson it actually made me think of yeah. the kid in Birth. No. Stop bringing up the kid at birth. We all want to forget the kid at birth. <laughs> you did bring it up last week as well, didn't you? <laughs> Jesus. It's all uh, Paul can it, think about. If, <laughs> maybe that can be my new thing. I'll just tie birth into every film that we do. <laughs> Don't. <laughs> The it used to be getting a Hillary Duff song in the edit, and now it's bringing, <laughs> tying it Bring back up to birth. birth whenever you can. <laughs> Looking at the commune, though, I 100% like thinking about whether or not I'd be in a meet, uh, in a in a puppet it look, suit or it not. It looked shit, so I would. Oh, 100%. Be with him. <laughs> Why did they have to go back to being in an agricultural society? Like, I didn't yeah. get that. <laughs> <laughs> it's like all they wanted was just to not be in robots. It's pretty easy to achieve. Yeah. yeah, it's like, can't you still, like, sell mobile phones at a kiosk <laughs> and, and not wear a robot suit? I think so. <laughs> Although people were, like, very much like Paul in this society. You walk down the street, and if you're not in a meat suit, they're like, ugly, ugly! <laughs> <laughs> Why is that me? Because you're shallow. We all participate in, remember, in Hot or Not. Remember, oh, thank you very much. Vanity rocks. That's what Paul said that episode. Uh, vanity vanity rocks. Right. Um, and you came up with Hot or Not and you made us do it. I was never like, let's do this. <laughs> right, I've lost so fine. many friendships over Hot or Not. <laughs> well, were they really worth having in the first place? No. <laughs> Yeah, they're all uggers. <laughs> yeah, exactly. <laughs> a, a hot person wouldn't be offended. <laughs> a lot can happen in three years, like a chatbot may be your new best friend. But what won't change? Needing health insurance. United Healthcare Tri Term Medical Plans, underwritten by Golden Rule Insurance Company, offer flexible, budget friendly coverage that lasts nearly three years in some states. Learn more at uh1.com. <laughs> Agent Greer, we're not doctors. Honey, I don't know what you are. I mean, for all I know, you could be some big fat dude sitting in a stem chair with his dick hanging out. What a great segue. (laughs) (laughs) You heard what we thought of the movie, but how attractive did we find the cast? Now it's time for Hot or Not. Take it away, me. Are they a toot or a boot? Are they ugly or cute? Tell me if they're hot or not. Ding. Ding. Everyone is beautiful in their own way. 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 It's slower and slower. I'm like, is there a gas leak in here? What was happening? (laughs) My head started actually hurting doing that. It sounded like the batteries were running out. I was like, (laughs) now, Paul, sing it, sing it in a hot person's voice. In a hot person's voice. I can't. I'm sorry. <laughs> that's hot. That's me doing Parasol. Are they a toot or a bird? <laughs> that's awful, by the way. That was ugly. <laughs> All right. Uh, let's get this party started. Rada Mitchell's as Agent Peters. Is that the blonde chick? Yeah, he's like partner that 
got taken over. Yeah, and so who is she? She's Australian. Yeah, and she was she, in Pitch Black. Was she in the movie with the crocodile that the the Wolf Creek guys did? Yes. Oh uh, yeah. You um, call it. Yeah, she was hot. Like, um, in, are we are we doing? Because I feel like this will be very boring unless we're doing like in and out of their bodies. <laughs> like, are we talking <laughs> oh, I'm going to do puppets? a whole thirty minute segment on Bruce Willis, so don't worry. <laughs> <laughs> well, she did. Like, did we see her? Out- yeah, we saw her before she got shot. Yeah. Oh, uh, was she like old or something? I can't remember. Yeah, I couldn't nah, remember either. She was just dressed like uh, a very like. She was in her pajamas. She was in her pajamas. I feel. I feel like they gave her like a little bit of a gut or something like that. I don't know. It I was- feel personally attacked. <laughs> 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 the tiniest amount of fat, and it was disgusting. <laughs> Vomit. I too am in my pajamas with a gut. <laughs> Justice for that character. <laughs> <laughs> who was so ugly I couldn't even remember her face. <laughs> Not really. I truly just was probably looking she, at my phone. Yeah, she was a very I they they tried their best, but she was an attractive woman, so Yeah. I, I wanna be in the production meetings and they were deciding how ugly each person was gonna be in their real form. <laughs> and how's yeah. like for Rosamond Pike? They just like didn't put her makeup on? In the yeah. like, oh, uh, they did give her a big scar on her face. Yeah, but I mean, like, and they messed up her hair. They like yeah. knotted it up. This is what I'm her, saying, though. They just it was just showing. her in the morning. Yeah. It was like I woke up like this. Yeah, I actually liked her better with freckles than that. I think yeah. she, looked, yeah. More well, free. it's because she didn't look like a real person in her robot. <laughs> she looked form. like a robot. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. Uh, yeah. She, I mean, okay. Let's transition to Rosamund Pike. She's stunning. She's a Bond girl. Yeah. She's gone girl. She's an amazing actress. She's Which Bond girl. is she in? Sorry? Which Bond is she in? The World Is Not Enough. Uh, I forgot that. I she was the one that's not Denise Richards. <laughs> so I didn't know Denise Richards actually, was a Bond girl. So they- <laughs> yeah. She was Christmas Jones in World Who is not the enough. straight man here? <laughs> I, I just remembered. I should have started this conversation because I don't know anything about no, Bond. So, in the end of World <laughs> is Not Enough. I don't know which the, one that yeah, is. Yeah. <laughs> is that a Pierce Brosnan one? Yeah, it's a Pierce Brosnan one. At yeah. the end of World is Not Enough, he finally um, has sex with Denise Richards. And her name <laughs> in the you, movie. Honey. And her name in the film is Christmas Jones. She's a she's a nuclear scientist named Christmas Jones. Her first and, name is Christmas. Yeah, <laughs> and the whole reason that her name is Christmas is so they could write this into the script. After he has sex with her, all my Christmases have come at once. He goes, I thought Christmas only came once a year. Oh, my God. <laughs> you know when you see old- Are you watching the porn version, Paul? You, no, you know when you see old Bond movies? Yeah. It's like they are the parody of themselves, but they're the real thing. Like, yeah. that's really what they were like. Oh, I don't know. My mouth is too big. Oh, I think it's just the right size. <laughs> like, is this Austin Powers or is this James Bond? <laughs> um. Yeah, so anyway, I'm giving her, after that diversion, uh, I'm giving Rosamund Pike a hot, yes. Yeah, and also, Um, like, she's just been hot for, like, three decades, like... She has not aged a day. Yeah. Not aged Mm. a day. How dare she? (laughs) (laughs) Maybe she's a surrogate. I believe it, yeah. She was the inspiration for this film. (laughs) So, Boris Kodjo as Stone, so he was the kind of, like, FBI chief that, like, Bruce Willis 
uh, stabs him in the back of the head and takes out his chip. He was hot. Hot. In his old balding uh, grey-haired version. Yeah, I can't no. remember. <laughs> <laughs> I thought out of all the like ugly versions of them, that was the most ridiculous looking. They just like... like- Pasted hair on him in yeah. any place they could find. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. Um, but yeah, obviously, uh, yeah. His his uh, Instagram filter version was was very attractive. Yeah, so I'm going to give him a hot. James Cromwell as Cantor, <laughs> the creator of the surrogates. So this is the guy from Babe. Yes. Okay. I mean, can we just friend off for him? Because, like, when you're 90 years old, it's like it's not up for debate. Because he is the guy from Babe, and I will forever love him, and not for and, his hotness, but for his sweetness. So, and I 100 percent agreed with his like mentality of you know stop the addiction, you kill the addict. Like, that's- <laughs> yeah, that was fucked. <laughs> Who- Flawless logic. Who was less evil, him in this or him in Succession? Oh, I would say this. This Succession, I was like, yeah, man. I- He's so good in Succession. Yeah. <laughs> He's so good in Succession. Um, yeah. Uh, uh, okay. Are we Are we not hot or notting him? I, I'm going to hot or not him. Not. <laughs> <laughs> he deserves your respect. His, uh, He's an elder. What about, what about in his surrogate form? Uh, yeah, like the one that he lent to his son, that surrogate, he was hot, no, but no, very no. generic looking. What a dumb haircut. It no. was a shit haircut, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> but, but I was thinking about hot. All right, let's, uh, oh yeah, sorry, Ving Rhames as the prophet, the leader of the, uh, what do they call him? I can't remember. The anti-surrogate people, who also happened to be James Cromwell, we found out at the end. And was a surrogate, yeah. Yeah. And also dressed like Whoopi Goldberg. <laughs> Brilliant. <laughs> and that's why he's getting the hot. <laughs> Who is he? He is from Pulp Fiction. Uh, he's been in heaps of stuff. He's um, the guy with Bruce Willis in Pulp Fiction, right? Yeah. 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 Mar- yeah. Marcellus in Pulp Fiction. Mission yeah. Impossible. The Mission Impossible as well. Yeah. I yeah. remembered him. Mission Impossible. Mission Impossible. That was me doing a Sean Connery impression. <laughs> so much fun this He's episode. always a bridesmaid. He's never a bride. Like, he's. I, I can't think of something where he's like front and center. You know what I mean? Uh, and again, I know I talked about it last time or recently. The guy, his storyline story arc in Pulp Fiction fucked me up when I saw it. So, boy. <laughs> <laughs> so, so, Brendan's giving him a hot, Brett Lucy? I mean, I guess so. <laughs> <laughs> I've always had a thing for Whoopi Goldberg, so. <laughs> I'm going to give him a not. He just seemed like a bummer to be around. Uh, <laughs> all right, finally. We'll do Bruce Willis as a two-parter. So Bruce Willis's surrogate with his fake blonde wig and, and tiny mouth and tiny mouth <laughs> and Instagram skin. Um, In- not. Yeah, he looked like the villain from uh, a, like an eighties film. <laughs> He's you gonna be like German and shit. Y- not you do not need to do that to Bruce Willis. Like you. But- but he's done it so many times. His For this movie, is, you have to, right? Yeah. I mean, it, it made sense to the plot in this film, but he has do- he has donned a fake wig so many- well, The wig, okay, wig. but, like, the, like, 
You don't need to do that to his face. He looked so much better being his Mm. own age and with a bit of facial hair. And, like, you have to respect a man who knows his power with a shaved head, like, like rocking his, he's like, no, I will not take hair from the back of my head and sew it into the front of my head. I know my power. That is hot. Why, thank you. Um, (laughs) I mean, exactly. (laughs) All right. So uh, Bruce Willis as his normal self. He's hot. Yeah. Once he he cleaned himself up, you know. Got out the dressing gown. You know. Yeah. Yeah, I agree. He had the leather jacket on. He looks good. Uh, I, I'm going to give him a heart. He was like I, one of the few people who kept it in shape, you know, when he was sitting in that chair. How, though? I don't know. Yeah, how is <laughs> Maybe everybody- they do have like a deal like, oh, no, but that's not their body swap. I don't know. I don't know how they You remember in like the early 2000s how there was like that, de- like the, those, what's what's it called? Like, uh, like a home gym thing say, that you said. I was going to say Damos Direct, but no one, <laughs> <laughs> no one would know what, what I'm talking but about. But it totally is that. It totally what is, is it? Tele- telemarketing kind yeah. of thing where they like <laughs> s- strap the electrodes to your stomach to give you abs. Yeah, I would still do that, <laughs> they, by they the would, way. Gladly. If it worked, yeah, Sign sure. me up, yeah. <laughs> um, there must be, so- because like, wouldn't your like bones and shit stop working if you were just lying there twenty four seven? Yeah, just get oh, yeah. like Everyone muscle wasted. The bones of a bird. Yeah, yeah, <laughs> <laughs> yeah. I was surprised the film didn't really go into that a bit more. Like people going into different bodies that were completely different from their own. Everyone was just kind of like a heightened version of themselves. Yeah, that is weird, isn't it? That just seems mm. like not what you would do at all. Yeah, you think people hate themselves that much that they would just yeah. go with a new model, Please right? Please give me Angelina Jolie. <laughs> <laughs> Every, like, everyone's just Angelina Jolie. Yeah, it's like the Kardashians. That's <laughs> yeah, a nice setup you have here. Yeah, we can access every survey on the grid here. Touch of a button, I can tap into anyone's feed. It's kind of like being inside God's head. Oh, boy. I felt that one coming. Now it's time for Opinion Swap, where we find some entertaining reviews of surrogates from across the interwebs. So this one's from Daryl on Letterboxd. He gives it two and a half stars. And he said, This film makes me angry. It should have been so much better. It's a fucking wonderful concept, but it is still slightly less smelly than the other brown turds. <laughs> <laughs> so it's pretty. he's pretty... Uh... Similar to us. Except we didn't mention We turds. didn't talk about turds. Uh, this is a much more sophisticated podcast than that, isn't it? <laughs> yes. <laughs> <laughs> this one's from Mr. Malone Movies. He gives it two stars. And they Can say- I just imagine? Can I just imagine this guy, his whole thing is he gets drunk on Merlot and watches movies and then reviews them and they're really, like, sassy. That I love that as a storyline. <laughs> Well, uh, this is his review. He says, Computer, load Bruce Willis. Increase smoothness by a thousand percent. (laughs) Yes. Yes. (laughs) Oh, my God. My Mr. Merlot movies, like, little backstory. I can see that. Like a guy, like, sloshing (laughs) wine, being like, yes. I love that. This one's from Ill Hold Thematic. Ill Hold Thematic on Letterboxd. He gives it one and a half stars. Terrible name. Um, and, and they say get a one star. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> and they say bad wigs take over the world only to be stopped <laughs> by a bald man. Justice. <laughs> <laughs> what they say, Bruce Willis knows his power. 
And this one's from Brent Disney. He gives it three stars. Is that your, says, like, porn name, Paul? Yes. <laughs> Brent Disney. <laughs> I get sued so much. Um, uh, and he gives it three stars. He says, we're talking about a billion-dollar weapons project that killed my son. A billion-dollar weapons project that was built into the handle of a dustbuster? It's <laughs> <laughs> a good point. Yeah, that that fucking ray gun looks so shit. The, the <laughs> Blu-rays that it was admitting was very like, uh, we need to show people that it's pointed at something. Like, yeah. can we just add some blue light? Yeah, right. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> All right, and finally, uh, we have one from Mario James, who gives it three stars. And uh, strap in, this is this this is a long one. <laughs> okay. In the slew of robot films that came out during this time frame, I always dismissed this as pure trash. I forgot it existed until I was in one of those shops that offer the antiquated item that is the DVD at a mere $2.95. And I thought, hey, why not? My soon-to-be ex-wife and I could use a nice popcorn film distraction. As I picked this casing up, my soon-to-be ex-wife cursed my existence. And- Are we leading up to the <laughs> to what broke up in marriage? <laughs> and uh, cursed my existence and my choice in films. And forgoing my film selection, I sided with Mr. Willis and the possibilities his name on the marquee entailed. After achieving a buzz through three ounces of Canadian's finest whiskey in the form of Windsor and two inhales from Pube's uh, so magical pipe, <laughs> I was ready to take in what I assumed was the most mediocre sci-fi film I never saw. Is it revolutionary? No. Is it new? No. Is it eye-dazzling? No. But sci- surrogates achieved something many films like it failed to do. It do- sim- got me divorced. <laughs> <laughs> the simple question of, who's walking around? I know the film says they're <laughs> all robots. <laughs> I know the film says they're all robots, but what is a robot in the context of this film? The humans sit in domiciles as they live vicariously through robots that can relay their experiences through their eyes, and sometimes some stinky biosec. Oh, this guy. <laughs> <laughs> some stinky biosec shoots a highly charged electrical shock through the robot's eyes, and it also kills the host that was living through that surrogate. Willis ultimately has to eschew his robot and move through the world as a physical in- inferior. One might say as a Christ figure who is beaten, <laughs> subject, subject, subjugated and condemned. But maybe I'm reading too much into this throwaway popcorn flick. You think? Or, may- or maybe you don't give it enough credit. <laughs> he was he was hung up on a cross, his, his surrogate was, you know. Yeah. And he returned. Three days later. No, I, don't, I don't know how many days it was. It's probably the next day. <laughs> so, is Bruce with us Jesus now? Uh, <laughs> all right. Send your. <laughs> yeah, send your theories to the swapcast podcast at gmail.com. Let's get to tenuous recommendations, where we each recommend a piece of media that is linked to today's movie in some way. And a reminder, if you ever want to see a list of all the recommendations we have made on the show, head over to our letterbox page, which is linked on our website. So I'll start. My connection is the name of the movie, which is Surrogate. 
So I am going to recommend a 2020 drama called The Surrogate, um, which was the feature film debut of writer-director Jeremy Hirsch. And this is about a gay couple who decide they want to have a baby. So they ask one of their friends to be their surrogate. And then uh, she it's successful. She's she's pregnant, and then they go for the test that tells you if your child is going to have Down syndrome or not and discover that it likely is. So the gay couple decide that they want to abort the baby because they don't want to raise a child with Down syndrome, but the surrogate decides she wants to keep it. She doesn't want to abort it, and the film is about the couple and her having that argument. It is a intense movie, uh, a movie of conversations uh, between characters. There's, you know, n- no action in this film. It's just conversations and a moral dilemma. So based um, on a true it, story. It's not based on a true story, um, but it is, like, extremely engro- engrossing and uh, really balanced as well. Like, you really feel for all the characters. You feel for their point of view. And Sounds exhausting. <laughs> yeah, it is. It's an intense movie, but, um, like, it's a really well-made, well-acted, well-written movie. Worth it. So if you're willing to put yourself through it, like, I can tell from Lucy's face, I will never recommend <laughs> this film to you on a tenuous <laughs> episode, don't worry. <laughs> um, but if you were willing to put yourself through this kind of film, it, it is worth it, I feel. Um, so, I feel very upset even just thinking about it. It it is it's it's one of those things like watching it you just like feel because it's there's no easy answer to anything in this film so yeah mm. it's just it's just a very nuanced mm. complex movie so um very very much the opposite of the one that we just watched so um yeah so that's the surrogate um Lucy um well I'm just going super basic um and I'm just like paying you know this wasn't Bruce Willis's like shining career pinnacle <laughs> and like maybe he's made some you know wrong turns or whatever yeah. but he's still one of the greats and you know he's in the news at the moment there's a lot going on in his life and like we'll never forget Unbreakable. I'm sure you've all seen it, but I just think it's so good. And I just remember seeing it at the time because it came out quite a long time ago. Just, Mm -hmm. you know, it was like a really cool concept. And um, yeah, I just loved it. It was like scary and interesting and like cool and like comic book and not annoyingly like every other movie is now. (laughs) And uh, good cast. And yeah, Hmm. a good movie. Yeah. And ahead of its time, like, yeah. It was it started this trend before it became a trend. So Yeah. Great choice. Brendan? I am also wanting to give flowers to Bruce? Brad Pitt. Brad Pitt. <laughs> okay. Bruce Willis. I'm uh, I'm doing uh 12 monkeys. So you know, um very I feel like it's very obvious, but for the kids mm. watching at home, oh, sorry, listening at home. Yeah. Um, <laughs> oh God, are they watching? I'm in my pajamas. <laughs> <laughs> no, they're listening while they're watching something on YouTube, playing Minecraft in the corner of the screen. So, I hey, listen to here. There's a movie called Twelve Monkeys, and <laughs> it's a uh, it's directed by Terry Gilliam. He's a really old guy that you don't know anything about, but he he was in the 
uh, what was it called? Monty Python? <laughs> Monty Python. He was in Monty Python. Which is so weird. That's, it sounds wrong, but. <laughs> it does. Um, but yeah, I really like Terry Gilliam's stuff. Uh, I really love Bruce Willis in this film. And then like Brad Pitt and uh, all the other characters are just uh, awesome. And it's time and travel, your favorite thing. It's time travel, which is one of my favorite uh, sci-fi concepts to play with. Um, but this is probably one of my like favorites of the of the time travel genre. Um, the set design and stuff is just super unique. I can't think of a lot of films that have this tone, um, where it's like this weird, like gross. Everything's gross in <laughs> in the future and in the past, um, and. The technology just feels like you're like ripping shit out of you, you know your your old television screen and you know just welding it onto you know different things. It's really uh, just a, a, a big props to the props department. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> um. But yeah, great, great movie. Uh, great cast. Uh, unique, fun characters and a great adventure. Haven't really spent much time together lately. We're together every day. Surrogates. Not the same. It's better. So if you head over to our website, you'll see that each of us has ranked every buddy swap film we've reviewed on the podcast. So my question is, where are we all going to put surrogates on our list? Alright, so I'm going to put it between Exchange and AI Love You. So I think I enjoyed Exchange more than this, even though it's probably not as like in terms of production values, this is good, but I had more fun watching it. Um, mm-hmm. But yeah, it's definitely better than AI Love You. I'm doing it between uh, Exchanged and, sorry, Exchange, not, not Exchanged. <laughs> <laughs> exchange and Selfless. So they're all bunched in right together, those ones. Mm, I'm putting it in, um, in between It's a Boy Girl Thing and The Cobbler, because, my God, The Cobbler is so high up on my list, it needs to get pushed down. Get pushed down, isn't it? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> if for no reason other than that. What? Did you like it? The Cobbler. No, I think, truly, I think it's just got lost in the in the throng of the- I think your, your passion for- um, Sorry, your hatred for misogyny um, drives The Cobbler up. <laughs> like- yeah. The There's so many good films below the pot- the cobbler. <laughs> yeah, I know. I truly, I'm I, horrified. Is one of you fucking with me? Like who? I don't. <laughs> like whoever's entering this data, I, I truly don't think because How I is know. Detention below I the cobbler. Truly, I hated that movie. I stand by that. Um, I truly. One of you guys fucked me over with putting Pretty Cool at the top of my list. <laughs> I remember. <laughs> anyway, like I said, I'm trying to push it down, all right? I don't know how it got there. I'm trying to I'm trying to even the score. All right. So, next episode is a big question mark and it's going to remain a mystery for now because our wonderful co-host Brendan is taking a short maternity break and we don't know for how long. Uh, we're going to fill in his weeks with something. I think you have to call it paternity <laughs> when it's really? the dad. <laughs> but it was a mama boy situation. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> we're revealing um, it now. <laughs> okay. <yeah. laughs> um, so I have some ideas up my sleeve. So uh, we'll see 
if any of those eventuate. I want to do Get Out. That's a body swap. We need some current <laughs> shit or we're going to lose the kids. They're never going <laughs> to keep listening when they're doing their Minecraft and their <laughs> VR or whatever you said before. Get, so- get, get Out is on my list um, and we will do it at some point. Um, that but- means not that you're doing the maybe that when mum <laughs> says do maybe. It. You should do it with Jordan Peele. I reckon that'd make a good episode. Oh, uh, yeah. I wonder if he'll, he'll come on. Yeah, I'll, we'll I'll, get him to fill I'll- in for you while you're away. <laughs> yeah, I'll send him an email. Um, so if any listeners have any suggestions of what you'd like us to fill our time with while Brendan's uh, away, let us know. Um, but there will be swapcasts of some form. Uh, in your feeds, so look out for that. Um, it's just going to be a, a mystery of what that is. Because if we do get Jordan Peele, that's probably going to fill one episode. I don't think he'll come back for two. Yeah, <laughs> <laughs> that's like that's us dreaming. This you means know? we get to we can actually watch Get Out though. So, um, but <laughs> come on, yeah. I I feel like if we got Jordan Peele, you'd be like, "Fuck the baby, I'm coming on the show," right? Don't um, say that. You. It will live forever on the internet. So. <laughs> <laughs> All right. Well, I guess we'll, the proof will be in the pudding when we Look, get Jordan no Peele. No offense to Jordan Peele, but I'd rather hang out with my baby for half an hour than with Jordan Peele. But if you had the choice to- No. You have know, you met my I'd, kid? He's so I'd cool. Sh- I'd, sh- I'd shuffle some things around. The to baby's to not Peele going sure. away. You get to do both. <laughs> you can't get that time back, Paul. <laughs> <laughs> no. Oh, uh, well. Um, all right. Well, until then, that, sorry. So, until next time, don't be a piece of shit on the ground, TPW. DPW. 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 You said T. Uh, Try poop worm. <laughs> <laughs> Dehydrated poop worm. And review us on iTunes or Spotify. And I was Paul Mitzi. I was Lucy Thomas. And I was Brendan Levi. All the best, Brendan. (laughs) What? Who's that? That was my son. Oh, he's he's very. He's learning how to speak so far. Yeah. (laughs) Anyway, bye. (laughs) Bye. Bye. The Swellcast podcast is recorded in Adelaide, Australia. It's hosted by Paul Mitzi and edited by Brendan Levi and Paul Mitzi. Our theme song was written and performed by John Marco of Too Creative, featuring Lucy Thomas, and recorded at Browntown Studios. Our music bumpers were created by Reggie Parker. Contact him on parkerregmusic at gmail.com. Thanks for listening. <laughs>